Hello, welcome to the latest edition of the Legal Tech Podcast, sponsored by the law offices of Daniel J. Sigal, LLC, serving clients in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Integrated Technology Services, LLC, serving clients throughout the United States and throughout the world. I'm Dan Sigal, and I'm here today to talk to you about a topic that we hear about from clients all the time. I don't need a will, they say. After all, I'm married and when I die, everything goes to my spouse anyway, so why bother? Well, the answer is real simple. You're wrong. The reality is that if you live in Pennsylvania and you are married, even if you are separated, no matter what your status is, unless you are divorced, as long as you are legally married to someone else, if you die without a will, they don't automatically get everything. Let me explain. If you don't have a will you and die, you are considered to have died intestate. Intestate means that you died without a will. That means that the state, in this case, we're talking about Pennsylvania residents, the state of Pennsylvania determines who gets what. If you have a will, however, the state doesn't decide who gets what. The will will determine who gets what. Now in Pennsylvania, there's also a catch there, but it's a little bit different. So let's take a look at what happens when you die and who gets what. First, let me calm your concerns. If you have a will and you have a spouse, you can leave it all to the other spouse. That's what most of our clients do who are married uh, and draft wills. On the other hand, however, if you don't have a will, there are a number of issues that come up. If you do not have a will and you die, your spouse, as I said, doesn't get everything. Not at all. In Pennsylvania, if you die and you're married and if there are no children the spouse gets everything but if there are children then it's different because if there are children and they are the children of the surviving spouse uh, the spouse is able to receive the first thirty thousand dollars plus one half of the balance of the entire estate. So in other words, if you die and your spouse has children and they are your children as well, your spouse gets $30,000 and half of everything. The rest goes to your kids. If on the other hand, there are kids who aren't kids that you had with your surviving spouse, the spouse gets half of your estate. There are other provisions like that, but the bottom line is real simple. If you die and you don't have a will, you are not going to be able to assume that your spouse gets everything, unless of course you don't have kids. On the other hand, even if you draft a will, and even if you draft a will and are married 
uh, and don't want your spouse to get anything, that's not going to happen either. Because if you are married and do not have in your will a provision for your spouse, then you have a problem. Because the spouse always has the right of election. So even if you give your spouse nothing, you decide you want to give it all to some cult or to your children or to a friend or some other group, your spouse always has the right to elect against the will. And despite whatever the will says, your spouse may take one third of all of your real estate and everything else you own. So it's important when you are drafting a will to be thinking about what do I want? Who do I want to get what I have? I like to explain to clients that a will is a snapshot. It's like taking a picture of exactly what you own at the moment you die. Most people believe that it automatically goes to the spouse and clearly that's not the case. But there are ways to address that and to protect those interests. It's also important to think about the interests of your spouse, your partner, etc. Uh, in light of this, because you could be separated from your spouse and have lived apart, may not even have spoken for a decade. But if you die, he or she is likely to show up and a lawyer should be explaining to you that that person is able to receive funds from your estate. In other words, maybe it's time not to just be separate, but to seek out the counsel of a matrimonial lawyer to help you decide. What should I do? Maybe it is time to file for a divorce. The important part of this message isn't that, oh, a spouse can collect no matter what you do. It's the importance of planning, the importance of recognizing what you can do and what you cannot do and what the law says you can do and what you cannot do. Because when you pass, your will will be probated, which means it'll be filed with the register of wills in whatever county where you resided. And the person who is sworn to administer and handle the affairs of your estate will have to do so according to the law. That means they have to know, or certainly their lawyer should know and should advise them that, aha, even though the will said everything in the estate is going to that long lost cousin that you hadn't even heard of, uh, that's not the case at all. At our offices, the law offices of Daniel J. Sigel LLC, we try to explain this information to clients because we've had many people come into the office over the years who were probating an estate and there was no will. And as a result, they just assumed that the spouse got everything. That's not the case. We've also had situations where a spouse made provisions in a will that didn't allow for 
the other spouse. Sometimes not intentionally, sometimes through a variety of sort of happenstance and perhaps not the best advice. And we've been able to guide them as well. But the key is planning. You need to know what the law is, what the law isn't, and draft your will, draft your power of attorney, draft your living will, draft your advance directive for health care, and draft other estate planning documents, understanding what the law is, what you can do, and what you can't. This has been the Legal Tech Podcast, sponsored by the law offices of Daniel J. Sigal, LLC. You can find us on the web at danieljsigal.com, D-A-N-I-E-L-J-S-I-E-G-E-L.com. We're located in suburban Philadelphia and are happy to work with you and all of our clients throughout the region. The podcast is also sponsored by Integrated Technology Services, LLC. We help businesses improve their workflow through software, training, and other methods. Thank you again for listening to today's episode of the Legal Tech Podcast.